What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Laura, what do you have? All right, so I'm a huge fan of The Nightmare Before Christmas. I oh, have, I love that movie. I know, right? I haven't been okay. able to go back to Disneyland. Okay, We're yes. back together now. We're back together. Okay. <laughs> we had broken up for a second, but now we're back. I know you couldn't stay away from me, LZ. It's okay. I can't. I bring all the boys <laughs> the to the yard. What Christmas. could I do? Um, it is, is really a great flick when you think about it. Like Tim Burton, it's really Tim Burton at his best mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in a lot of ways. But uh, Jack the Pumpkin King, right? That was the name of the character? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, such a good movie. I have Greg singing in the background. I wish I would have done that. On I Mike. love that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. And peak Johnny Depp. Oh, it is totally peak Johnny Depp, for sure. Uh, go ahead, Laura. So what about it? It's all good. <laughs> I know. I thought that was the game. Thank no, you. No, I sidetracked. Like, I was like, what, where bad. are we going from here? Yeah. 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 So there is a concert that happens every year, okay, oh. but it hasn't been happening for the past three years, and it's back October 29th. At the Bank of California Stadium. I'm super excited. Tickets go on sale May 14th. They're super cheap. It's kid-friendly. So you know what? Sometimes I want to go to Disneyland. I haven't been able to get my reservation. So Right, because you need a to reservation to go to Disneyland. I did notice that. Because yes, uh, my do. wife asked me about uh, going to Disneyland. And I was like, I don't even know what the procedure is. And so I, I happened to be in the office today. And... Um, I went on the employee portal and was like, yo, you need a reservation, fool. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Oof. We do. It's hard, yo. I've been trying for the past two weeks. <laughs> really? What are you, like, booking way, way, way in advance? Um, I mean, I know one of the guys here booked not too much in advance. I was like, yo, let me see if I could do it. And I can't find dates. Well, I saw, I saw the thing for employees, and all of May and June is completely wiped out in the first couple of weeks of July. Oh, Yes, like wow. if you look at our employee uh, today, one, yeah. I looked at it today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's like the employee right. one that's still all like red, but yeah. then you go to the booking reservation site and it's still blocked. So, right. so maybe yeah. this people is want to go, go, man. I yeah. know, I'm excited. So the Nightmare Before Christmas at Bank of California Stadium uh, is like a live action thing, basically. Yes, Danny, like Elfman. a play. Yes, yeah. the producer and film Ooh. composer Danny Elfman is going to bring the magic back. To L.A. at Bank of California Stadium. So if you guys want tickets, go to Ticketmaster. They go on sale May 14th at 10 a.m. Yeah, That's a good that. word right there. Because yeah. I, I would love, that. I've actually never seen a concert or any sort of musical performance at the bank. And I, every time I look at it, I just go, I know it sounds amazing in this space. Mm. So I'm, Right, because the soccer games sound amazing. Right, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, so I, I would imagine the acoustics in there for a concert have to be fantastic. Plus, it's it's more intimate than a stadium than your traditional mm-hmm. stadium is only like whatever. It's just less. It's like twenty thousand seats, right? Twenty six, twenty seven thousand seats. Something yeah, like and that. there's a splash pool on the roof. And there I'm is just... a splash pool in the roof. <laughs> although I would imagine uh, still at this time the splash pool. I don't think the splash pool is in the yellow tier, LZ. No, I can't just wear like a waterproof mask and get it on. <laughs> I wonder how many people are going to LAFC home games. I think I saw that the Galaxy LAFC game this past weekend had about 7,000 people. That's, a, so that's, that's good. That's, really that's good. good. That's a good start. Yeah. Yeah. A good, yeah, LAFC sure. fans don't play. I may not be a huge soccer fan, but I know LAFC fans don't play. A no, lot of my family. You, can we get you to be an LAFC fan at least then? You Have know you what? Been? I, okay, so I went back, back, back when I used to work at another radio station. They would hook me up with tickets to see the Galaxy. LAFC was not here. I and was that like, was so much fun. But you. LAFC games look amazing. My cousin's a season ticket holder for them. So wow. he's like, you need to go. He's like, you're Fancy. missing out. I'm yeah. like, you They did lose to the Galaxy this weekend, though. It's okay. Yeah, old stuff. Here in yeah, yeah, it's old yeah. stuff. Yeah. Nobody old needs stuff. to You had a Chris Berman moment in there, too, Laura. Back, 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 back. 
Well, well that's when I was going to question her because I was like, you can't go back too far because they ain't been here that long. Right, right, right. Neither have been that, 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 that. I mean, 2010. It feels yeah. very, very long ago. 2010. Well, was yeah. A long time I mean, ago. 2020 felt like 10 years in yeah, itself. Exactly. So, I mean, you know. That's true. Actually, add 10 more years, then, yeah, it does feel a lot longer, I would imagine. By the way, speaking of which, congratulations to Chris Berman uh, re upping here at the company in a. You know, in his smaller role, as he's been doing prime time during football season. Funny you say that. Plus. Congratulations to Chris Berman. I saw today Kenny Mayne announced that he was leaving ESPN. I'm a huge Kenny Mayne fan. Yeah, I love and, Kenny too. And uh, interesting that he's leaving on a day where, like, the only time horse racing actually becomes relevant is when there's bad news to report. And all this story about Bob Baffert and the Kentucky Derby winning horse. Yeah, Kenny's and, a big horse racing guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, look, man. Look, I, I think you know. It, some people want to work longer than others, right, in this business, and that's just what it is. And I don't know what Kenny's situation was, but, I mean, Kenny's done well for himself. He was on oh, Dancing yeah. with the Stars, dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that that's, uh, that that's pretty good. You know, He's done okay for himself. Uh, but I will miss Kenny, too. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. All right, so let me ask you this question before we get back to the Dodgers eventually, because I'm trying to avoid talking about them again, just because it's so painful. Because yeah. you brought us bad luck? Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, because I brought you bad luck? <laughs> yes. I mean, I tried to stop you, George. We you, tried. You injured Cody Bellinger. I injured him. Mm-hmm. You did. I gave him the hairline You're fracture. You're bad juju. You spoke yeah. it into existence. Are the Dodgers so good that they're going to be, dare I say, boring? And we all said, don't say it. Don't yeah. say it. And you said it. We I used that power once, and we were disrespectful of that great power. I have put we the did. scepter down. Why did you we, pick it back up, George? Why? We did. We did. I'm like Loki. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm the Loki of this show. <laughs> Why can't you like Loki some team we don't like? <laughs> <laughs> like the Padres. Right? The I am. I'm like, Loki I'm the Padres. Like the Clippers, you know, something. Yeah, I, I am like the Loki. <laughs> well, look, since I said the Clippers were doing well, they lost to the Knicks yesterday, so there's that. Um, I am the Loki uh, on this show. Like I, 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 sometimes I need content, LZ. Oh my gosh! You know? Does, do you have to create destructive content? I mean, it's not destructive. There's eighty percent of the freaking baseball season left. It's play, they'll be fine. It's just yeah, well, baseball. You say that. You say that. But exactly. you know, injuries and they're two and, and a half out with eighty percent of the season. Right. But if me. they would have just played five hundred baseball in the last twenty games, they'd have like right. a six-game lead in the division. Instead, they've let San Francisco, who nobody even had on their radar, into this thing, and they've let the Padres into it. And since they lost that series three out of four to San Diego, think about what they've done. They've lost that series, then they lost to the Reds, then they they lost to um, Milwaukee, they got swept by the Cubs, they've lost to the Angels this past weekend, they've lost five straight series. They're a mess right now. We're teetering on 500. Teetering. On five hundred, they are teetering. There is that, but I don't even like using that word. But it fits so perfectly right now. But I mean, listen, if it came down to it, teetering. do you think they're not going to make the playoffs? Because I still think they're going to make the playoffs. That's not the point. That's not the point. What's the point then? The point is we had to shut up for a whole month. Dodger no, fans, it we just had to take it. it. We just it had actually, to take it. It makes it interesting for a change. We like, we thought the season, it. you know, like, you know, isn't it more fun if you win a competitive race? You I know think. what it felt like? This is exact. I felt like, what was the name? Billy Joe Saunders? Mm-hmm. 
The one who had his face broken <laughs> after talking Canelo. all that smack against Canelo. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but he's a yeah. tomato can. You knew he was going to get his ass kicked, too. He had a belt. He was a tomato can with a belt. He was undefeated I mean, going into the fight. <laughs> I mean, nobody, no, I, nobody. Everybody right missed a tomato can was, next to him. Nobody thought they were gonna. He was gonna beat Canelo. No man. Every single Brit that I've seen Canelo fight, they go back to their country different. <laughs> different. Broken face. I was I was right there when Ricky Fielding got punched in the ribs. And I made a face that made Ricky make a bigger face. I was like, oh, man, don't get up, man. What you doing? I mean, Canelo was a minus 700 favorite. Like, it, I don't feel like he was in danger of losing that fight. I like, don't think he thought he imagine. was in danger of losing that fight. He was telling everybody he could tell, nine rounds, maybe I'll make it to 10, maybe. But I'm going in to exercise. I'm going in to dance, get my sweat on, yeah. you know, work the, 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 the work my punches. There, he did not feel going into this fight like he was in any major danger. That's for no, sure. No, no, he wasn't. But I didn't expect him to break the man's face. I know, right? Oh, man. And then, like, he broke it so thoroughly, reportedly, he could feel the crunch through the gloves. Oh, my that's amazing. When you think about these <laughs> MMA fighters who don't get their faces broken and right. Canelo did it with a boxing glove. Exactly. I was like, oh, my word. That's like an assault. He's like Drago in Rocky when he's punching that, uh, that machine that measures how many pounds per square inch or whatever you punch with. <laughs> that's kind of like what he's doing. He breaks the machine oh or whatever. Yeah, that's what's happening there. Uh, but, yeah, look, I, I mean, I don't think anybody was thinking that. But in regards to the Dodgers, like, on, honest to God, isn't it more fun if you win a competitive race than if you win a snoozer, like, and you're up by 20 games? Like, that's not as fun. Come on. At least the True. season is interesting now. I, I'll buy all of that. I will. I'm just saying that the 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 attitude of they'll be fine. They are going to be fine. They'll be there in the playoffs. Okay. They will be. Well, that's but that's said in they'll, May. They'll do the play-in. That's what we do now. <laughs> well, there is a play in that's true in baseball. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but, I got it. It's May, and the expectation is yeah. that everybody will get healthy and everybody yes. will start to hit, and there Correct. won't be as many fielding related issues. And, so, and that's right. fine. Yeah. But the competition is greater, mostly because this slump of 5 and 15 over the last 25 wins, 15 losses, you've essentially allowed, every, allowed everybody else, particularly San Diego and San Francisco, to believe that they belong. Which um, maybe exactly. they do, or maybe which they is don't. Why, which is why, George, we're asking you to put the trident down. I'm just being Loki. Loki? No, Loki. Loki. Oh, L-O-K-I. Different, different yeah, guy. like the Marvel yeah. character that you haven't seen yet. Right. Um, so you'll get there. You'll where, get where, there. where are you with that, by the way? I'm on Captain America. I'm done with Captain America. That's where I'm at. You okay. said that a month ago. You're not even trying. Oh, it was like no, a week right. ago. It was like two a weeks month ago. ago. No, he's right. I got to get oh, ready. It's been like a right. month, dog. It's been <laughs> yeah, like a right. month. There's like documents on Twitter and stuff. So yeah. the internet's got receipts. No, yeah, you right. said you were going to do one a week. I know, and he I haven't. Did. And I haven't. I have not. I have not done one a week. I admit it. It is true. I have not done one a week. Life has gotten in the way of Marvel movies. Watch, You're like an Andre Drummond layup. You're just a little short. Well, or I'm like an Andre Drummond rebound, which is something that I seem to accumulate a lot of off my missed shots. All right. Remember when I said this is the greatest front court ever? Yeah. I still believe it. Come on. No, you don't. Oh, we haven't seen it, so I can believe it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Andre Drummond, there are times where you watch him and you're like, you know what? I got to give it up to that guy. He gives great effort. He fights hard. He gets those boards. He gets back up. He puts the ball in. But... 
And he's on the floor last night for 20 minutes, and AD's on the floor for 41 minutes. Um, Him just, and Mark had just had a hard time staying on the floor. I mean, the foul trouble situation may, will definitely be something up front that we'll have to be concerned with if we end up facing, like, a really skilled big man um, because we don't really want to tax AD like that, guarding that guy, and, and I don't think Morris is really that effective against skilled big men of that nature. So those two guys are going to have to eat the fouls for us, and they pick them up quick to your point, Cap. Like, I think this might be the third game since Gasol started getting minutes again that him and and, and uh, Dre have combined for like eight or nine fouls. Mm. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> I get it. They're whipping the ball around fast and stuff, and it's hard to keep up, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I mean, I'll, listen, I'll say this. I know everybody's confident as in when LeBron gets healthy, no matter who they play, no matter where they play, no matter how they have to get into the playoffs, they're going to be fine. They're still going to run it back to the championship. But, but Well, I'm not that convinced, depending on who either. they play in the first me round. Me neither. And, but, and what yeah. worries me is – Vegas still is, got them as favorites. Perhaps. But, but what if they were to face a Golden State in a play-in situation – this is well, I'll me. tell you what. I'll tell you what will happen if they play Golden State in a playing situation on the other side. There's only one of two scenarios, okay? They win or lose. Well, there's that. Oh, sorry. How they, how they alert. Win or, how they win or lose I, oh, I, oh, is, okay. is how I, I envision it going. And we'll do that on the other side. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Huh. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. So, Greg, wow. you're, you're giving us over wow. overrated, underrated, properly rated, recycled questions? So, wow. I will tell you exactly what happened. Unfaithful. This is a wow. great song choice, by the way, Laura. It's very funny. Don't even try to distract us. Right <laughs> yeah, seriously. I can't wait to hear so, this. one question. One question was repeated. It was the last question because oh, you said, let's do one more. I was like, oh, I'll just use this one that I used earlier. So, yes, oh. I did repeat one question. I'm not going to deny it. Can you do the question that you did for us and then tell us how you did it for Mason and Ireland? Oh, no, it was the same. I wrote it out myself. Like, the same? It's the same words. You didn't even wow. change, like, you didn't even change it. No, no, no. It's the exact same words. Everything. They play overrated, oh. underrated, and properly wow. rated, too? No, they play Radio Tinder where it's you swipe left or swipe right. No, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, wow. I'm, are, are, are you still going to collect a check as if you worked for both shows? Or are you going to give like a slight discount because yeah, you recycled yourself? See, no, I, I don't. I don't. I just collect one check, no matter what I do. I can work for twenty four <laughs> hours straight, and I still only collect one strip, one check. That's so, a bad contract, bro. That's <laughs> not a contract. <laughs> but like yeah, 1980s so eighties NFL. But right I there, actually man. am. Don't yeah. to, to give myself a little bit of credit. I usually I've done this a bunch of times where like, I did Mason Island. Giving and this. yourself. Yes, I am because no one else is going to do it. Damn it. <laughs> Wow. But if you're going to say, damn it, say it with your chest, man. <laughs> I know. Like you said it with a whimper. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. Damn That's it. how you do it. Damn it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, see, like that. All right. So, but I normally do not. I'm very, very careful to not do the same questions on both shows just for this very reason. Mm-hmm. Mason's a little snitch. So, do you repeat the same questions for like Hispanic Heritage Month you do for Black History Month? Or do you mix them up? <laughs> you can't do that. Right. 
Well, I don't know what you're doing now, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can trust I mean, you. We don't know. <laughs> one question. Investigation now, this is what this like. is? Over one question? I mean, now we have to question everything. Oh, you can question Dr. everything. Dr. Martin Luther King Rodriguez marched <laughs> all the way to... Wait, what? What did you say, Greg? What? That's no, Dr. and I Martin guarantee Rodriguez. you, I guarantee you, I will not do oh, the same Oh, it would be Martin. Question. That's an excellent way. <laughs> that, is, yeah. that is very true, <laughs> very true. Good yeah. catch, Cap. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, he's Chris. chuckling, but he's actually writing that question down and see if you know. Oh yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, I mean, thing. really, you know. Not what? since Tim Tebow was signed by Jacksonville have I been more disappointed by a human being. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's never even played tight end. Oh, unfaithful, my. unfaithful. Oh, that is unfaithful. I mean, well, technically, um, you know, you know, we're your new boo. You know, Mason and Ireland are your old boo. Oh, God. It's it true. Like he's oh, stepping my out on God. us. You know, somebody on Instagram said like, "Oh, you're with your ex." You are with your ex. Hey, you're back producing with your ex. I mean, sometimes going back to the ex ain't that bad, I'm just saying. Listen, he brought his ex into the house, though, with that last question. He did. That's how you get your ass kicked right there. Yeah. See, I stayed away from it. You wanted one more question. I went to the Pete Davidson one because I thought you guys you would have fun He's trying to it. blame you, George. You see that, don't you? Right, like it's my fault that I'm like, hey, do your job. Give us one more question. <laughs> he's trying to put you under the bus, but he doesn't have quite enough guts to call you by name. He just keeps referring to the situation that you created. Well, because right. I consider all three of you just the ones telling me to go to the next one. Do another one. Right. Bro. So it's not just George. It's not just LZ. It's not just Cap. It would have been interesting, though, Laura. had you just like Oh, man, I was like, I escaped this. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been interesting, just, what? Had you just come up with like, okay, wait a second, they want one more, I don't have one more, you could have easily just pulled out of the bag. Like, okay, Tim Tebow signs with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is that overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Could have just pulled that out from midair. You want him to work? How, you, how, how dare you? He already got the hat <laughs> off the wall. What more do you want? How dare you say what from I don't work? I didn't say you didn't work. You All must right. be feeling a certain kind of way. Oh. I didn't say anything like that. Did you, I say you, you didn't work? Did you or did you did not I? just say, just like, oh, you want him to work? Yes. That is a rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> it is rhetorical. You presented yourself with the answer based upon the way how you feel about yourself. Think about that. Yeah. He's now thinking back about it right one. now. He's thinking, now back like, to Tebow. Yeah, Tebow. This is straight trash. This oh, is yeah. straight trash. This is straight garbage. I am just, I'm so like, like I don't fault Tebow at Look, all. No, not at all. But at you know all. what? If you're if you're Urban Meyer, LZ, because I've heard this, I had this argument today on on Around the Horn, because I was like like you, I'm like this is ridiculous. Like this is just a gimmick. Like nobody's gonna respect this. And I get wanting to you know chase your passions, but you're changing positions at 33 years old when you haven't played in the sport in almost a decade. Like, that seems crazy. And nobody else gets that that situation presented to him unless it's this particular situation with him and Urban Meyer. And by the way, if Urban Meyer wanted a quote-unquote voice, right, in the locker room that could echo his sentiments, just hire him as an assistant then. Anybody listen to him? <laughs> but at least you as an assistant, to, you think you people listen, make you, sense. You, you think Tim Tebow can walk into a space with adults and, and – like, not adults who are, like, enamored with him. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, grown men who are rich, who are comfortable, who already laughed him out the league once. You think he can come in now and be a voice in that locker room? Um, LZ, there's a lot of guys that can – well, I'm saying as an assistant, maybe, because there's a lot of well, guys As an that, assistant, maybe, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying as a player. Oh, no, no, definitely not as a player. I'm in agreement with you there. But let me just throw in this, though. The, think about the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and what he's thinking. 
Right. Because I'm not so sure that this is just an Urban Meyer doing a friend a favor. Hey, we okay. won a national championship together. I know you still want to play. You got to switch positions. And let's. And if you can't make it, I got to let you go. But I'll give you the shot that no one else in the league would give you. But the owner, think about the owner saying, I believe that Tebow still has cachet, that I can make money by having him as part of this team exclusively because this is Jacksonville, Florida, where right. people still think of him as a national champion Gator. That's how bad oh, no, the no, Jaguars wait. Don't even are. Forget, for, forget about that. It's not just a national championship Gator, you know, a, you know, an hour and a half down the road. He played high school football in Jacksonville. Right. So think about the owner that if, if your team has been so bad for so long that you're actually thinking to yourself, this could help us sell tickets or merch. I mean, are they, is that what they think Tim Tebow is going to do for them? Maybe. Well, that's kind of strange because, listen, I get guys do guys favors. I understand. You know, hey, coach, we were together. You know, we're, we're connected forever in college football history. But, I mean, most coaches, well, 31 other coaches, would have said, yeah, but sorry, man, you can't play quarterback anymore, so what are we going to do, play a tight end, really? But this is a pure favor that one guy's doing to another guy, and the owner must think there's money to be made here. I, I, I think that's what I think, if that makes sense. I mean, sense. There's, def, there's no question there is money to be made from this, regardless of where he would have signed. Now, I, I know I was cracking jokes on him earlier, but the reality is, is that he still moves the needle for a lot of people, particularly in that southeast region of the United States. He can sell a lot of jerseys no matter who he decides to sign up with. He can do a lot of speeches. He will do a lot of good for your community if you want one of those guys. That's why I'm saying I'm not mad at Tebow. I'm not mad at Tebow at all. Go on and do your thing. Somebody wants to give you the shot at 30-some years old, go for it. I ain't going to say no to you. My thing is about the coach of the NFL and how they think this is supposed to be received. You know, whether you want to talk about it just being a favor, sure, we could do that, or we could talk about the obvious, how we had to sit there and watch you blackball Colin Kaepernick, then sit there and try and pretend you were the author of the messaging in terms of social justice for the NFL, then you have to sit there and pretend as if you offer him a fair shot to get back into the league when we all know that workout in Atlanta was garbage. Meanwhile, Tim Tebow has been on reality TV. He's been doing all kinds of little like sideline reporting. He's been doing like a lot of things that ain't been football. And he gets to just walk off the street like ain't nothing happened. Meanwhile, you're trying to still explain away Kaepernick to us without saying his name because you think he's the boogeyman or something? That's what I'm talking about, This that culture, where it's okay for this, but this we just can't swallow. And I know, listeners, you're tired of hearing about Kaepernick. You're tired of, I get it. And I'm tired of saying his name. But I have to say his name every time the NFL does some BS like this because it's the one name I know when I mention it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, look, I don't think there's any question, right? Like, I mean, there's clear hypocrisy in the way this whole thing played out. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Like, I, I really can't add anything. Well, the uh, thing else is, is that there's said. nobody else in the league. This is the, the weird part of this, though, is that there's nobody else in the NFL that would give Tim Tebow what the Jacksonville Jaguars are giving him, which is an opportunity. And the reason that they're even giving it to him is because of the stuff we've already talked about, who the coach is, who, by the way, isn't part of the old standard NFL. This, we're going to find out what, 
what he is Urban Meyer. Is he a college coach that was successful on the college level that does or doesn't translate to the NFL level? So forget about that part of it for a quick second. What I'm saying is, is that it, this only happens in Jacksonville. There's no other NFL team that's willing to give Tim Tebow this opportunity. So it's the coach in relationship to the player or like reality star or whatever, you know, uh, inspirational uh, Instagrammer, whatever Tim Tebow has been for the last few years. It's the relationship with the coach and the owner that must think he can make some money off of this thing. Yeah, which is uh, why what I'm saying is it's, it's the only place in the NFL that would ever give him a shot. Yeah, I mean, LZ, you said that maybe the audience is tired of hearing Kaepernick. I'm tired of talking about Tim Tebow. Like, I'm tired, tired, tired of Tim Tebow. Like, nice guy, I'm sure, okay? Met him one time, could not have been nicer. Don't know him at all. And everyone that's been around him says nice as hell. But I'm just, I'm not here for this. Like, it's just, it's silly. Like, just the whole thing is silly. Um, Amazing, right. but he moves, he, moves the needle. Yeah, and it is interesting that he still does. By the way, we, you know that that all these years after his, you know, speech about he'll never let it happen again, and national championships, Heisman Trophy, first round draft choice, one playoff win, being you know essentially kicked out of league because a guy couldn't read a defense. All these okay. things, all these years later, it's amazing. Okay, he can, still moves can, the needle. okay, I get he moves the needle. I don't care though. Can, can do you care? <laughs> he doesn't like, does move your needle, right? Do you care about him, LZ? I mean, as a human being, I don't want to get no, no, not as nothing. a human being, as like a topic. Oh no, there's really nothing to talk about. Cap, until he does do, something. Do you, do you care about him as a topic? I'm fascinated by the story, to be honest. Oh, good God! I mean, fine if you want to talk about it, have at it, but I, I'm just done. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. Like, yeah, that's I'm over fine, it. man. It's, that's cool. Like I said, pursue your. I, I'm all for it. Pursue your dreams, man. I'm watching The Voice. There's some 60 year old grandma, you know, trying to be a recording star. And I'm like, girl, do your thing. Get up there and sing your song. And for Tebow, do your thing. I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad that he moves the needle for certain people, certainly within the Christian faith, of which I'm a part of. He's a symbolic figure of perseverance. You know, so I, I understand why he moves the needle for a lot of people. He, okay. he doesn't move it for me, but I get it. Yeah. I'm about the culture of the NFL. Yeah. That's what ticks me off. All right. Coming up next, we are beyond Tim Tebow, and I promise you we won't talk about him ever again today. How about that? Uh, all right, let's get. We never actually got to the Lakers part of this discussion. Uh, all we did was spend most of this conversation talking about uh, Tim Tebow and Greg betraying us. But we could continue to talk about Greg betraying us in three more minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. <laughs> is this for Greg still? Yes, for it is. Yeah. Swipe to the left. Yeah. Gave us a question from Ra- Radio Tinder. I mean, LZ, that didn't sound like a rhetorical question. It was very rhetorical. There was a question mark at the end. Yeah. I heard it. But a rhetorical question it. mark? Nobody answered hmm. it. I don't like to separate my question marks. I'm not into all that <laughs> segregation stuff, Greg. <laughs> exactly. Our question marks can both be in the same sentence, yours and mine. Yeah. The regular and the rhetorical. All right, all right, fine. Let's I'll do this. I'll tell you this. I'm so into inclusion. I'll throw a question mark and an exclamation point, one right after the other. Oh, I've done that. I don't care, that. I I don't don't care what my text. English degree says. 
Yeah. No, I've done that on text. That that is I think that's proper depending on cuz it 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 emotes surprise and excitement at the same time. Mm-hmm. And like, you know. Yeah. Question it helps create tone. Yes, yeah. I would say. Yes. Um so real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh Kaplan, you mentioned Kenny Maine uh leaving ESPN. And our pal Don Van Nata Jr., who I believe um, is one of the greatest um, investigative journalists we have here at ESPN, uh, if not in general, even previously at his time at the New York Times, um, he's a great follow on Twitter, I believe. And he got a copy (laughs) of Kenny Maine's letter to a gentleman named John Walsh, who was the executive editor of ESPN for a very, very long time before retiring. He basically was the czar of SportsCenter, okay, from like the 80s and 90s. And he was an old newspaper guy. And in this letter, uh, he got a copy of it. It's, it's dated March 4th, 1994. And he had sent John Walsh, I guess, his tape, right? Kenny Maine's tape back in the 90s, right? Before he arrived at ESPN. And it says, Mr. John Walsh, right? ESPN, blah, 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 Bristol, Connecticut, yada, yada. And it says, Dear John, please mark the appropriate box on the left and on the right and return as I am in the process of planning my future. So he's got three answers, three responses, and three boxes that he can check one of them. And the first line reads, it just hit us. We love your work. Contract is on the way. Stand by the mailbox. The mailbox back then. The second line reads, keep up the field producing. We'll call you when we need you. And the third one says, we'll consider hiring you about the time ESPN 5 hits the air. <laughs> That's a funny way to be remembered, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, that is a great way to try to get a job by just being memorable. Yeah, go, go think outside the box. Like, what am I going to do to get on this guy's radar or this girl's radar and, and get them to pay attention to me? That's what Kenny Mayne did. He's told that story. I've heard that before. But think about that. It's 2021. That was 1994. Stand by the mailbox. No email. No texting. No smartphones. <laughs> go stand by the mailbox and wait. The contract's on the way, pal. Apparently, Kenny tweeted the picture himself. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I just saw Don Van Nata's because I didn't see no. Kenny's tweet about it yeah it looks like he tweeted in 2017 so i'm not sure if oh. the if dan vanada's tweet was a screen grab of that or like a quote tweet okay. or whatever but yeah but anyway the point being is that this is why he's been there for almost 30 years right this is why he has he, that because it takes big kuyans to do that mm-hmm. and not just that it takes understanding who you are right you know there are people who have Big kuyans, as you would say, <laughs> um, but still don't know who they are, so they're just big and loud and empty. But Kenny wasn't just big and loud; he also understood himself. He understood his brand. He understood his humor. He understood what he wanted to say. He wanted, and he understood how to say it. And that's what made him so great. You know, in our business in sports journalism, there's a lot of blowhards out there filling up airways with big, brash, hot takes. You know, Kenny is one of those dudes who can give you all that energy. And then make you walk away and hit you three hours later. Oh, damn. Huh. So, yeah. Yeah, we're going to miss that, that, that brand of He's intelligence very creative and humor. guy. Very, what, is the, big... what is the boldest or brashest thing you've ever done to try to get a job? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Which job? Any job. Doesn't matter. It, couldn't, it didn't have to be media. It could be any job. Oh, I took my clothes off. Wait, what? All right, let's hear more. Well, what do you guys do? I definitely hadn't taken my clothes off. <laughs> Does begging count? <laughs> so 
there was a bar in my college town. Go on. And they had these cages. This is like the early nineties, <laughs> right? Hey, wait a second. What kind of job is this? If you're going to no, a bar it was like a college cages. bar. It was like a college okay. bar. They had like hip hop dancers like in these cages. Okay. And the the manager was kind of like, like this cougar kind of woman with big hair from the eighties, but she didn't know the calendar had flipped. Right. And she was in charge of hiring all the guys, mm-hmm. and she would always make us take our shirts off <laughs> when we. T- <laughs> When we would dance. And so for the audition, we right. had to take our shirt off and dance in these shorts. So like literally I had to take my clothes off and put some clothes on and, and do hip hop dancing for her in this bar in Kalamazoo, Michigan. I think it was called the warehouse or something like that. How'd you do? Did you get the job? Yeah, of course I got the job, man. Come on now. He can dance I'll... and he took his shirt off. We see what he looks like with his shirt off. I know. I didn't know what he you know, I didn't know how if he was ripped back then like you man, saw the other day, you know? I remember so this is the year where like CNC Music Factory was hot. Oh yeah, Early. Heavy oh, D and man. the Boys. Just this guy, yeah. That, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it was it was this it was the New Jack Swing, and it was just you were just beginning to have pop music really recognize a right. variation of house. It wasn't pure house, but a variation of it. Right. So right, all right, the yeah. sounds and songs were just like that. So we were danced all night long right. with our shirt off, and then afterwards she now, would try and go home with Would you recognize us. Martha Wash as the singer of CNC Music Factory or the, or the woman in the video? What's the guy's name, though? There was a dude that was like the other singer of CNC Music Factory. The wait, Freedom wait, but no, no, I need to... was the rapper. Yeah. yeah. That was his name. Yeah. Martha what Wash, was the girl's name in the music video? Zelda. Right. And was Martha Zelda Wash was the real... She Millie Vanillied. Martha Wash right. was the real voice. Right. But we knew Martha because Martha had been like a a house music diva before that. Right. So we are so we already knew her voice. Right. So we knew we were like going, hold on, I don't sound like oh who is that? So we didn't know right away what's Martha Wash, but we knew something was up because we knew that voice. Right. Because it's very distinctive. Yeah. Yeah, she was actually the I mean, for lack of a better phrase, instead of ghost writer, ghost singer for a yeah. lot of music in the in the late eighties in the early nineties specifically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they didn't want her on the videos because she was a big woman. Right, right. Yeah, and it was crazy. Like, how are you going to get a big voice and not have a big woman? What's wrong with you? Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's like, just who cares? Physics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so you got the job. So that was the. What about you, Kaplan? Anything? I'm trying to think about uh, some begging that I've done along the way right. to try and get myself in somewhere. I will tell you guys one thing though. In probably like 2010 yeah. was the first time I tried to get a job with 710, and I I showed up at the 710 radio station. Um, with a full-blown like PowerPoint presentation. And I remember talking to the program director back then, and, and he called me. And he's like, you know, man, I think you're too much of an ensemble guy. I don't think you can handle. I don't think you can do it. You know? And then he got fired like a couple weeks later and then kind of was excommunicated from the radio business and you know, wasn't a very good programmer and whatever. But, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely went in to make a huge presentation as to why I should be hired. Didn't work out so well back then, 11 years later. Wow. How about you, George? Um, I'm trying to think. How did I do? Did I do anything that was kind of wild like that and just kind of put myself on front street? You know what? Let's take a break, and I'll get it to get to it on the other side because we've got a break. Uh, we got to follow the clock because uh, we busted the clock before. So we'll do that. I'll have that for you on the other side. We will get to the Lakers, who are finally showing life, okay? Life for the Lakers. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So down to LZ and Cap. We'll get a little Laker talk here in a second. So we were just talking about the story about Kenny Mayne who left ESPN, but uh, there was a post about how he literally <laughs> uh, text the – or excuse me, text – wrote a letter out to the guy who ran SportsCenter back in the 90s and, and wrote like a funny letter about uh, check this box, which applies. Uh, one is uh, basically contracts in the mail. The other one was keep doing your thing. We'll get to you eventually. And the other one was like, uh, we'll let you know when we start ESPN 5. Uh, you know, have a nice life. Uh, and just check which block, box applies because I'm trying to plan my life. Right. right? I thought That's that was a funny way part. to try to get a job. Yeah. Um, so you asked me mine. So mine is not. I don't. I don't know if it's exactly that. Um, but so my the first national gig I had on radio was at Fox Sports Radio, and I uh, I originally started working for them. I got hired like almost on the spot at a Super Bowl by a guy named Andrew Ashwood, who ran the network at the time. Well. And he he heard me literally because he was I don't know fifteen feet away from me. Uh, at Radio Row and heard me doing a show, heard 15 minutes, came over, said, let's have a drink, and offered me a weekend show at the time. And then an opening came up for an overnight uh, show, which is where I met Greg eventually down the road. Um, Was he and, cheating and on you then, too? And he did cheat on me then. No, we we uh, we broke Greg in. I feel like back then he was he was a wide eyed and bushy tailed. Um, so young Greg back then. He wasn't a he wasn't a betrayer just yet. Uh, oh, so, okay. but Kiki worked with me back then too. So. Long story short, it was down to me and some other person for this job. And they said, it's yours if you'll move to L.A. I was living in Miami at the time, and my dad had just gotten sick. Okay, My dad had a massive stroke at the end of 2003. I'll never forget it. I can vividly remember every, everything that transpired that day. Um, and I said, look, I can't leave 3,000 miles away. My dad had a stroke you know, six months ago. He can speak. He can barely walk. Like, my, I can't leave my mom in this situation. I'm sorry. Like, if you don't, won't let me do the show out of Miami, which it shouldn't matter because I had already been doing the show from Miami, like the auditions, and they were great, um, then go take someone else, right? So they did. They took someone else, and like a week later, that person was fired, and they came back to me and said, okay, will you do it now? And I said, am I going to do it from Miami? And they're like, but I'm like, no. And they're like, fine, you could do it from Miami. And then it worked out really well. So that is really uh, funny, nice. by the way, just you're bringing up those dates, 2003 Fox sports radio, these names, um, me and Stephen A. Smith, every Saturday and Sunday morning from the studios of LA, Stephen A and I, um, and that's when he would fly out. But that was a, that's an interesting time in sports radio history, George. It makes me, uh, makes me think of some fond memories and interesting, interesting names, Andrew Ashford yeah. in particular. That's cool, man. And, and, and what I would say is just, you know, if you feel like you're doing it, for the, if you're do, making a decision for the right reasons, like I was making the decision for family. I wasn't going to leave my mom in a lurch. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. or my dad, obviously, too. You know, but my mom specifically, she had to take care of my dad. So I did it for the right reasons, and it came back, and it paid off a week later. You know what I mean? But, I mean, that's how it works. So that the moral of that story is just kind of stand your ground if you feel like you, you've got the right, you know, moral position for yourself and you can live with it you know whether the results were got but people do get creative you... people get creative with how like kenny main was very creative lz you got anything else besides taking off your clothes and dancing in a hip-hop bar where no, you had to get well, he, he was gonna weigh in on something else go ahead i'm sorry well i was gonna ask you if you think you would have gone faster had you taken your shirt off <laughs> i would have yes probably 
apparently, you know, yeah. taking your shirt off to get a job is disrespected around here. I didn't realize yeah. you guys yeah. were Maybe such if prudes. I would have taken my shirt. I mean, I was looking good back then. I mean, this was like, was 2003? It was like 25-year-old George Sedano, you know? Ah, you would have got the job right there had you taken your shirt yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. So, there you have it. And you probably um, could have stayed in Miami. They'd be like, you know what? Stay in Miami. I just saw you with your shirt off. Stay in Miami. <laughs> well, it would have fit the, the mold there for sure. Everybody who was shirtless in Miami that, back then. Um, so, anyhow, uh, up to today, though, are we feeling a little better about the Lakers, LZ? Well, listen, you have to remember, I never said they weren't going to win a championship. Right, but you did. You were, you were questioning Anthony Davis. Well, I was imploring him to step the hell up right to, to fill in this gap to show us that you are prepared to be a number one i was doing that and listen i know that when you look at the numbers they're you know they're great like he scored like what 77 points or something like that in two nights and yeah. things like you can go gaga over the numbers i don't really care about the numbers i cared about the attitude when he was on the floor mm-hmm. that's what i was asking about that's what I was questioning Michael Thompson about. I already knew he's a top five talent. We right. all know that. Right. He's won everywhere. We know that too. But what we don't know, if he's prepared to be a number one for NBA champion. Mm-hmm. And perhaps this is now the signs that he's saying, I am ready to take the mantle. Not just because I can score, but because I understand what it means mentally to be able to take the mantle and be the number one. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I mean, when I watch him play last night, I see a guy that says, this is my team. You know, I'll, I'll play on the offensive end. I'll play on the defensive end. I'll block shots. I'll dive for loose balls. I'll sacrifice my body. Because I don't know about you guys, but every time he gets down on the floor, I, I, I think he's fragile, like he's going to get hurt. In fact, I don't know if you guys recall, there's about four minutes to go in the game. He came down on his uh, right foot and he grabbed for his right calf. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Here it is again. So I still think of him as being very fragile, but I see him as a guy who is taking command of a team. And we talked about Kawhi Leonard. And we say, well, Kawhi doesn't look like a guy who who speaks the language of leadership other than follow my game. Anthony uh, looks to me like he is now speaking to the team in a leadership language of I'm the guy. It runs through me, and I'll sacrifice for all you guys. The minutes he played, the points he scored, uh, again, a lot of the intangible things that he did that don't show up in box scores like diving for loose balls and sacrificing your body. To me, that was the best game he's played by far since last year. By far. No doubt about it. Um, he, he looked like the guy in the bubble again, and, and we started to see that a little bit in Friday's game, even though they lost. But I, I, I felt like, we were headed down the right path, and it was funny because of LZ and and I and you and Michael's conversation. We're like, yeah, LZ got him fired up. Let's go. <laughs> and I felt good about it for him. But <laughs> but I, I was also kind of like, if he can be that guy physically, but also LZ, what stood out to me was something he said yesterday. And it was about what he said in regards to the Lakers having to play in the play-in situation. And it was something along the lines of, like... It's been fun or something like that? 
you know, right, that we're, we're accepting it's a different challenge and mm-hmm. we're, we're accepting of it. And it's been fun, to be honest, because it kind of gets you, you know, in the right frame of mind, basically. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, look, we all know he's got great ability. Right. And, and at times, you know, we weren't you know, what I told Michael, you know, when he was kind of not understanding where you're from was and was that basically we know he's a top five talent, but being a top five player is different. And what I would say is the other part of the equation with him is his leadership, right? Like we question, can he be a leader? I felt like the way he answered that was good as far as the leadership part of it was concerned too. So we could continue this discussion on the other side. 